Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com/slash/shek. Of course, as week 10 approaches, you know that cheer that you just heard, S-A-G-K, Shack, Shack, Shack. You know it from uh, Fireman Ed doing that with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 as a Steelers fan, and I'm feeling it right now as a supporter of those Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe I should have called that one off this week, but what's done is done. We'll move forward now, and week 10 is upon us. As we're coming at you, the Browns and Bengals are about to kick off their fascinating stuff. Don't want to dig too much into that one because presumably, if you're listening to us, that game is concluded. I will say, though, if the Browns win or have won this game, they, I think, are the slight favorite to win the AFC North with Josh Gordon coming back in uh, in a fortnight now. Anyway, we'll dig into all of it. First of all, let's say hello to the man who was right on time today here in Studio 66, <laughs> Maximum Strength! Hello, just from Studio 66. Thank you for that unnecessary interruption. Black tie behind the glass. He, you know, his work from the power rankings. His picks are available right now for you on NFL.com. You see him on the fantasy show. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? What's up, man? You know, I haven't heard Fortnite since. What department store was it that used to do the Fortnites where every two weeks they'd change the theme of the I used store? To, you know where I used to always hear Fortnite the first time I became aware of it was around about 1980-ish or uh, 83-ish, and they would always talk about uh, the Fortnite of Wimbledon. Ah, yes. The Fortnite of Wimbledon. And speaking of things English, let's say hello now to the man who moved over from London, England many moons ago now and has uh, for years well before that even been a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. Talk about feeling it right now. Here he is, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. One of my greatest regrets about coming to live in the U.S. is I had to abandon the word Fortnite. I had to leave that part of my vocabulary behind. Studio 66. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. it. I love it. 
Do Every, you like? It's been a great fortnight for the Dolphins. Have you enjoyed? Enough. That's very true. Do you like uh, Wimbledon though? I do. Uh, it's fun. It's. Uh, Have you been to it? I've never been there. I'd like to see it. That grass that they play. It's an interesting thing. I wonder how they make that happen. Is it the length of like a putting green? Yeah, I think they go with how like nail with nail scissors. Um, there's a man who cuts it all with nail scissors every morning. I'm fascinated by how they create that let's kind go, of Let's go, you but, and I. All right, Strawberries and cream. Yes. Tennis on grass. All right, we'll see you in nine months, uh, London, England. All right, let's say hello. Or let's say hello. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. But, here. Dave, it's like you say, every half fortnight plus two minutes, Hank is in studio to do the podcast. <laughs> Handsome Hank, bitten by his own snake. One right. week ago, you gave the business to Elliot Harrison the for business. being late. And then who Below showed the up? Who showed up I, late today? today? I, I look. I fully admit it. I arrived today at least a minute and a half late, which means that collectively between the two of you, because I'm not going to, I'm you know, I'm, not, I'm I'm by myself on this one. I'm probably 999 minutes behind the lateness that you guys have. Hodgson Island. That's what I would call that. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Yes, handsome. By the way, your Dolphins. Kudos. Thank you. On the way they've yeah, been performing. Tremendous. Can I tell you something? I have been calling for this, as you know. When Ryan Tannehill was on this show, in fact, Black Tie Behind the Glass, you'll recall that I said this to him, that it's time to use the wheels a little bit, fella. Don't be afraid of running. I know that you want to separate yourself from the I was a wide receiver at A&M days and I'm a pocket passer and all that. But there's not a it's not a crime for you to take off and put additional pressure on a defense by running and they're running some of that pistol now and everything quite effectively. Handsome, what's the what's the high end here for this team? I look, they they've got a really tough game this week against the Lions. They've got to go into Detroit and beat a team with a with a great defense. But the exciting thing to for watching them is they've been putting up the you know, it used to be there was about three or four years where, you know, with, with Chad Henney originally and then and then Ryan Tannehill that they would score 20 points, and that was about their maximum every game. Suddenly, we've reached this team, which is like 27, 30s, 40s even, maybe. Um, if they can go into Detroit and score 27 points, I think they win that game. I am fascinated by that game as much as any on the slate for Week 10 there yep. because it's two teams that appear to be good and legit contenders, but by Sunday night, I feel like we're going to say, well, that's it. That's They're it not both going to lose, Dave. No, indeed, and if the you know the Lions at worst can finish it the the week still in first place, right. tied with the Packers, and that's the worst case scenario for them. I keep thinking the Lions are going to fall off. They're going to fall off. They're going to fall off. But then I remember, oh yeah, they have Calvin Johnson yet to really be healthy or very little exposure of a hundred percent Calvin Johnson. That's only going to improve things. And Reggie Bush hasn't really been right. right. So and maybe they've that had no tight ends. Like when they were in London, the last game they played, they were playing with a guy who I think they signed off the street in London. So they had to teach him the game first and then get him on the field. I think there's more pressure on the Dolphins in this game than the Lions because <clears throat> you already mentioned the record. If the Lions lose, okay, fine, they're 6-3. and three, They're still in good shape. Miami loses a different ball game. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think for the Dolphins as an organization, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they have to show that, hey, we, we can be consistent. Right. They've done this before where they've had a really impressive game. Everyone's like, wow, you know, and then maybe not 37 to nothing impressive. We need to see the Dolphins go and win a tough road game after having this huge game, or else everyone's just going to think it was I an agree. anomaly. And then they go into a Thursday night game, so a short week against the Buffalo Bingo. Bills, a, you know, AFC East rival who they lost to already once this season. And who have so, a good record. So we're having a great time. It's, it's week nine and everyone's happy. Week 11, things could be very, very different. So I, I think they understand that the pressure's on them. And, and the Well, for what it's worth, the Patriots do have a rough stretch coming up, and it's not like the Dolphins' schedule 
is easy. But, you know, they do have the head-to-head against the Patriots. If they would take that game, which right. is, you know, if they take that one, then a division crown is realistic. I know it seems loco to say that about uh, about the AFC East, especially with Tom Brady and company playing the way they are. But, uh, all right, what do we have here, Black Tie? What's going on? Oh, we're bringing him in here. All right, everybody. Wow. There it is. Who is He's this guy? joining us for the just about the full show. He missed last week. Now he's back on track. Hair parted to the side. Right. NFL Media's research department. He is the rising star here on the Dave Damashek football program. I'm, te- I'm speaking, of course, about Drew Staten. The gang's all here, so let's get into it, fellas. It's uh, one of the more popular things we do here. It's the Red Challenge flag segment where we pick the games, or I should say Elliot Harrison and Handsome Hank go head-to-head in picking the games. And if one wants to throw the red challenge flag at the other for his choice, that is his will. We sit by. Drew Statton throws out some uh, some numbers to support or go against. Yes. Are we keeping score in the in the in the red challenge flag? I would like. I would to imagine know that about that's something that. our producer is doing. Hmm. Yeah, but well, I just can, wanted to check. That if that you was go the to NFL.com, <laughs> pick them. Yeah, I imagine the, the machines do it. Well, the thing is with Pickham is Elliot Harrison doesn't input his picks. I mean, it's a much more convenient way for him to do it because he can make up what happened in the past. But I think it would be interesting <laughs> to know. Maybe Drew Statton yeah. as our stats keeper would be able to tell us how we're doing overall. I just think that that you know, adds a, a frisson of interest for the fans. Um, it, like, adds, it adds a what? I agree. Uh, a frisson. Because Elliot doesn't have an article oh, out there. A new word right. for us. Frisson. What does that mean? Uh, a little hint. Oh. I like this idea a lot, by the way, when it was uh, Mm. when it was going to be for black tie, not for me. (laughs) All right. So let's get into it. And by the way, I do need to mention that, of course, when it comes to picking football games, the gold standard in 2014 is football, baby. His picks have been made. They've been committed to history and my iPhone Soon they will belong to the world. As soon as we put them up on NFL.com, they will be there. And I just want a little sneak preview. There's a little special feature. You know, they've begun documentary, be, uh, documenting his story a little bit. And so, uh, a football life? Well, I don't want to get into any further okay. detail. Just be on the lookout okay. on NFL.com or you can follow and me. And NFL at, Now. Oh, yeah, and NFL Now. And you can follow me at Damashek on Twitter, all of those. We'll give you your picks for Week 10. If you don't know, he's 8-0. He has not picked easy games. He took Colt McCoy in Big D two weeks ago. He took... The Dolphins over the over the Chargers. He took the Eagles over the Texans last week. Steelers over Ravens, and uh, what was he? Oh, he took uh, the Patriots over the Broncos. Certainly they none of those. Thank you, AJ Hawk. But really, football baby is the genius here. I'm just riding his coattails, as you can hear. Though not gimme games. Once again, the Week Ten games, no gimmies. Now let's turn to the so-called experts and see how they fare. Not against football baby, but against each other. Handsome. And Elliot, the red challenge flag begins now. Red challenge flag begins. All right. Good luck to you both. Thank you. And we will start with an important game. I would say a little bit more important perhaps to the 49ers than it is to the Saints. But two, four, and four teams, I don't think many people anticipated that being the case. Elliot, I'm going to start with you. The game in NOLA, how say you? Saints haven't lost at home under Sean Payton since 2010. I'm taking the Saints. Dave, I'm afraid, at least to start with, the red challenge flag is staying inside my trouser pocket. 
Boo. Um, I like conflict. All I right. know you do, but I agree with Elliot. I don't see how the Niners, who have to travel most of the way across the country, get a win in a place which has been Fortress Saints for well, so long. Well, here's why. Because... I, it's one of my. I know. I don't. I don't know if Drew Statton can support my theory, but a desperate NFL team, unless they are garbage, the if two teams are relatively evenly matched, mm-hmm. the team that is more desperate to get the victory tends to get it. How, the Niners need it. But how, they're both for. They both have identical records. Because the Saints mm. are happen to be in that bum division this year. The Saint. I mean, the Niners lose here. I think they're just about done. I don't. I mean, they're 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 going to have to run the table basically to to be playoff relevant. I don't think they're going to snatch the Saints unaware either. Well, I just I just hope that the uh, that, that, was, that was terrible, by the way. Uh, I just hope that the Damashek theory works for the Raiders this week because I could really use a <laughs> I, win. No, I did lay down the caveat that as long as they're not a bum okay. team. Okay. Well, the, the whole thing that's weird about the 49ers is when they go from west to east, they don't have the same um, – luck I guess that the Raiders have and that they're 8 and 2 and 1 p.m. starts under Harbaugh so I guess they do have a fighting chance and that that whole early early alarm clock shouldn't uh you know shouldn't shouldn't phase them too much and, of and course, everybody remembers Ahmad Brooks and uh, the Niners really deserved to win last year not that that necessarily mm-hmm. counts for anything uh this week but and, just as a reminder you know Kaepernick's one of the best road quarterbacks this year he's got seven touchdowns one pick passer rating over 100 so I just think they're going to lean on him he's going to run the ball all over the place I don't buy that that Saints defense is is going to have enough to uh to stop him from doing that all right let's talk about the game that we got into just a, a little bit earlier handsome Hanks Miami Dolphins Five and three, legit contenders it would seem, at the Detroit Lions at six and two. Handsome Hank, how say you? The Miami Dolphins are going to Detroit and they're going to win. Ooh. I'm gonna have to throw my flag on. Yeah, uh, personal too. I, uh, I'm very impressed with what Miami did, mm-hmm. but I mean, just Calvin Johnson being back on the field is gonna make them have to adjust. They haven't faced anybody like him. I remember when they went to Chicago face two guys that are, are fairly like <laughs> yeah. Calvin Johnson. But carry on. Sorry, I didn't mean to Because that <laughs> offense has been functional. Uh, you know, the Lions right now, they're getting healthier all the way around. They've been all sorts of banged up, which you alluded to. And, and the really, to me, the one guy for Miami that, that really deserves a lot of credit this year, I keep saying it to you privately, is Lamar Miller has had a very good year, but he is banged up. And that worries me. That Lions front is very difficult to run again. I think they're the number one rush defense mm-hmm. in the league. Am I yep. close? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so. but their running offense is the 31st. So that could be an interesting little matchup there because they're running up against a, a yeah, pretty Lions good run Dolphins defense. Uh, by, the way, well. by the way, those Dolphins wins include the Patriots, yep. as you, and you, you mentioned that, mm-hmm. a dominant victory against the Chargers, who would appear to be a good right. team. And uh, and the Bears and the Bears and they joke. they were they were seconds away from defeating the Green Bay Packers. One play away from de- defeating um, Aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah. And then you know you've got a Lions um, team that has not really been able to uh, stop people from from sacking them. Um, and you've got Cam Wake and Olivier Vernon. I agree and all with that the too. I think it's a great game. The Dolphins are going to bring. You, you could make a case that this is a better game than the mm-hmm. Saints Niners uh, to me, but I, I think it's a little ironic that. The one team that really did flatten the Dolphins, I don't care what the score was, just the eyeball test, were the Chiefs. Right. And their quarterback plays exactly, I think, the way you want Ryan Tannehill to play as far as using yeah, right. his legs, but not using them all the time, just right. when it's in the in the right. Uh, speaking of a guy that's having a fantastic season, Alex Smith. Absolutely. We'll get to that one in a second. But real quick, what's statin in? Well, here's a note that you're not going to enjoy, Hank, is right. that you know, you'd think 
playing indoors, climate controlled, everything's good. Not if you're Ryan Tannehill. He's 0-4 hmm. in his career indoors. Three touchdowns, eight picks. What's up with that? I don't know that that statters. I don't. I don't. Uh, come on. Was, last year, Dave brought up the fact that the Dolphins that? had to prove they could win in the cold, and yeah. they did against the Steelers. And suddenly, this changed I, their I think mentality. Need, I'm need, not sure that this. Yeah, is but a Antonio Brown stepped out of bounds on the last right, play of the game, well, or else the Steelers would have won. I think they need to prove that they can win in a air-conditioned, climate-controlled football environment. Right. This is going to be a hard one to watch for anybody with a sartorial bent like myself. That Aqua. Of the Dolphins. Let's hope they don't go with the aqua pants. It'll be too much against that blue jersey right. of the Honolulu, Honolulu, Honolulu blue, blue, blue the yeah. Detroit Lions. All right, next game, Black Tie wants us to move along. How do right. I know that I, he wants us to move along? Because when he's serious, he, he just says it into your ear, and the audience can't hear it. He goes like, so move on to the next game. You have to – I mean, it's time to move on. Dave, please, next game. All right, let's get to the next game then. Alex Smith's Chiefs. At Kyle Orton's Buffalo Bills, lay it on us, handsome Hank. I think that the Chiefs are going to have a hard time in Buffalo, and I've picked Kyle Orton's Bills to win this one. All right, interesting. I'm going to have to throw my uh, cherry red. Yeah! Wow, look at you! Nice. Taking Kansas City. In fact, uh, Drew Staten and I sat at his cubicle. He's got a spacious cubicle. For the cubicles at the NFL office, he's probably got the best dicks. He does let's have be a good, honest. He's got a Thanks, good guys. space. But it's, it's no office like Hank, but I'll take it. You could probably verbalize this, verbalize this better than I did, but we were looking at that stat. Combined knockdowns and, and sacks. Mm-hmm. Kyle Orton had been the most knockdown and sacked quarterback in the league per pass attempt. Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs were in the top five in that exact same category defensively getting to the quarterback. I, I think he's going to have a hard time protection-wise. Well, it's funny. I, I keep floating this the last week or so, but I really do feel like, you know, we, we people who talk about football week after week in season sort of develop what we think is the case, and then you sort of defend that for the rest of the year to some degree at least and uh, so, so that you have credibility so that you're not uh, back and forth all week by all season. But the Chiefs, everybody, universally were declared finished. The injuries defensively, they still don't have any pass catchers. They're, they're, this team is, is garbage. They're 0-3. Hammered Lost. at home week yeah. one against Tennessee. Lost season for 2014, and now they're 5-3. and three, And no one wants to talk about them because everybody agreed. Because already dismissed we, them. But I thought we all agreed this is over with. Now do we have to <laughs> pretend that this matters? That said, I'm going with the Bills. I like them at home. I think they're a nice story. Um, and as long as Kyle Orton can continue to get the ball into the hands of Sammy Watkins and the other playmakers, along with that terrific defense, I'll take uh, Buffalo at home. Drew Staten, how say you? Uh, well, if the Chiefs could play the AFC East every week and get out of the AFC West, they'd, I think I think they'd take that. They're 3-0, outscoring, outscoring uh, those three teams by 20 points this mm. season. Yeah, right. So House, go, the for, go, for the, go for the clean sweep here. And you mentioned Sammy Watkins. He's looking to be the uh, fourth player in franchise history with 100 yards in three straight games. Wow. Is he right now the uh, the rookie of the year, EH? No. Zach Barton, to me, uh, Cowboys oh, yeah. offensive lineman. You keep lineman. pushing that one, and you're, and you're wise to do so. He has been terrific. How about you, Handsome Hank? Who gets your – I like Watkins. Yeah. I think he's he, – the 
uh, a rookie wide receiver receiver often hits the wall, and he doesn't look like he's anywhere near to doing that. Gets stronger every week. What a year! 2014, the year of the rookie wide receiver, and uh, not the least of whom is Martavis Bryant of the Steelers. He's only dressed for three games now and has five touchdowns already. Yeah, yeah let me say, I think Hank is right. I mean, I think Sammy Watkins is a far better shot of beating right. uh, Zach Martin. There's no way Zach Martin's going to no. get it. But has Sammy Watkins been as good a player at his position as Zach Martin's been it's at his? It's a fair point. No way. All right, let's go. You got anything else there on that one, uh, Drew Statton, or should I move on to our next game? No, we can move. All right, thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> I don't want to upset Black Tie. I don't want to get kicked off the show next week. No. All right, I would. I, I'm tempted to go Bears Packers, but I'm sure everybody's taking Packers in this one, right? Am yes. I, am, yes. Nobody's taking yes. the Bears. Let's not bother with Monday that. Night Football. Then the Carolina mm. Panthers. You know, listen, they have not been a great team this year, but they've had their moments. And I stand by Cam Newton. You know, he always gives them a puncher's chance week after week. And at 3-5-1, and one, if the Saints don't take care of the Niners, then the Panthers are right back in this thing. And they're playing Mark Sanchez's Eagles. EH, how say you? I'm taking the Eagles at home. All right, handsome. I'm not going to throw a challenge flag on All that right. one either. I, I, I'm going to take the Eagles. I, I agree with you that Cam Newton does normally give them a puncher's chance. Last Thursday night, he didn't. It, he He's he looked out of sorts in in a bigger balls. way than I've than I've seen for a while. But to me, as I say a lot, because I'm a defender, I guess, or the I'm the, a defender one, of his too. I, I, I'm I one like of these. I, I I'm in this group of human beings, and I really do think that everybody needs to sort of take a look in the mirror and ask themselves what kind of uh, quarterbacks they're getting behind. Do you like the system QBs? And I, and Tom Brady mm-hmm. and Peyton Manning are that. You know, right. they're, they're guys that, uh, as I always say, game manager has a stink on it, but that's basically what they're doing. They're, they are accurate. They, you know, they're, they're, they're on time. And these are the virtues. The problem is that when things go awry, they really don't have an answer to that. If the pocket's breaking down like it was in New England in the first part of the year, Tom Brady struggles mightily. Peyton Manning, it gets chilly outside. He doesn't play well up in Foxborough. Same thing. The pocket was really the issue for him against the Patriots on Sunday. And he looked lousy. He throws a lot of floaters. Give me the guys that that can do it under less than perfect circumstances. Aaron Rodgers... Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, what you give up in accuracy, you get up, you make up for, in my book, um, over the long haul with uh, making special plays right. that very few others I, can. And Tony Romo is one of those guys. And Cam Newton misses a ball terribly. He throws a terrible ball that should have been a touchdown to, I think it was to Kelvin Benjamin, Benjamin yep. over the middle. He mm-hmm. throws it behind and late. And then you think, well, see, that's what that's what Cam doesn't do, and that's a touchdown if Peyton throws that ball. Then two plays later, he he takes off with the ball and runs it in and makes a, a, I a agree. dynamite run and sets that's the true. ball. Okay, over the I, I agree, but there's a certain creativity that sometimes he brings to the position when it's unnecessary. So when you see Roethlisberger make one of those schoolyard plays or Romo do his little backspin to get past the outside rusher, they're not doing that just because – I'm bored. They're doing it because of necessity. There was a play late in that game where the Panthers really needed a third down conversion, and Cam Newton just decided to sidearm it for no reason. Just, hey, I'm just going to sidearm this. It was way off the mark. That's the problem. The other thing is, if you've got Kelvin Benjamin, you're going to throw a back shoulder fade, then throw it up so your guy, that's the whole advantage the guy has. Don't throw a rocket ball. You know, sometimes he just decides, kind of Brett Favre used to do that early in his career, just decide, I'm going to hum this one. Just for fun. The guy's five yards from me. Playing uh, for style points. Yes. 
I, I mean, literally, there was no pressure. He just decides to sidearm it. I, I, don't I hear get you. That. that cute stuff is is nonsense. But the the counter to that is really it's like. Who, who are you getting behind, fans? You know, who are you, who, who are you really supporting? I understand supporting? what you mean. Are you, you the one who, like, well, he studied really hard for the test and he made an A on it? Or <laughs> is that the guy who you're who you're excited about? Or are you talking about the one who's got the swagger and the joie de vivre? You know, that's how, that's how, he's the – those guys are the, the, the second group that I gave you. Again, you know, the, the Rodgers and the Roethlisberger and Cam Newtons, they're the swagger. They're the movie stars. These other guys, you know, eh, they studied hard. That's what we okay. praise. Hey, okay. he does his homework. He he gets there first and he leaves last. Oh, 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 oh wonderful! Oh, oh, he should move up to Mount Pius. Then we love that kind of a guy. That that good student type. You know, you know what I'm saying, though, right, Drew? Stan? Yeah. I don't know how to follow that. You follow that with stats. Yeah. Follow up <laughs> yeah. with some stats. You immediately become the Tell guy us who about arrived how good early Mark Sanchez to come up with some be. stats. And by the way, let me just say this about Mark Sanchez because we don't know he did throw two picks in that game against the Texans, but he was jammed in there out of the blue, and so he performed pretty well given given that that was the case. If he's good, though, it is such an indictment of the Jets coaching staff that, well, yeah, yeah, he's not bad. It's just, uh, yeah, his coaches were atrocious. It really is. It's really an unflattering statement. And in a weird way, if there's any hope for Rex Ryan and his gang, I think this. if Mark Sanchez soars the rest of the way, then Woody has to be like, well, we can't keep this guy. I mean, they look look at what There's Mark no Sanchez way. is doing. Forget about anything that Mark. Sanchez I know he's done. getting There's fired. There's no way anyway, he's but... staying in that with that team next year. All right, I, I get, but if there were any, if there were, yeah, if there were any sliver of hope, this will this will do it if Sanchez is good. Yeah, maybe just don't throw the ball deep because that's that's really where Sanchez. That's where both of his picks came on passes ten yards downfield. It's where forty-eight of his seventy-one in his career have come. He was eighty percent when he was throwing it ten yards or less last week. So I think that. They have the they have the weapons. They have the playmakers. Just don't ask don't ask them to, you know, hit Macklin on a forty yard bomb. A little it's not gonna happen. That's what we. Mm. That's why we call. It. That's why we say it's a bad, bad attitude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Wow. We got to get the motorcycle sound. We haven't done that. I, I just did it for you. Yeah, you're right. That you're is right. a sound effect. You don't yeah. black tie. Don't worry about that. You're never gonna need that. I've got it. <laughs> got you covered. Drew Statton's it's, got a bad statitude. <laughs> But you dress like the president of a staternity, for sure. A staternity. That was that was too far. Yeah, that it was. was. You went too far there. I, I agree with that. That one didn't even. I'm glad you. I go ahead and give the uh, probably time to show uh, yourself the door. <laughs> the stand, uh, whatever. All right, I'm gonna real quick because time is running short already mm-hmm. for us here. Before we get to Drew Statton's amazing stats of the week here, I would like to share with you very quickly. And sure enough, I just lost them there. My other picks there. I will tell you that I have. I went with. The Bengals at home, taking the Niners on the road at New Orleans. I'll take the Falcons over the Bucks. That one is one of the tougher That's ones. Tough. Anybody? What, what do you guys? I agree think? with you. That that might it's be the hardest tough, yeah. game to pick. The Bucks did play them pretty tight last time. <laughs> they did. They they really did just about take them down in uh, what was that week two, right? No, that was like fifty-six to whatever on Thursday. Oh, I'm too. thinking yeah. of They won the fourth the quarter. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of the Carolina uh, game. That might have even been Week One. Um, and <laughs> yeah, they didn't do very well. Why am I? So yeah, that's why I'm taking the Falcons. Uh, here's <laughs> EH. You're a Cowboys wonk. All right, we don't know about Tony Romo whether he's playing or not. I get the sense that he is going to play. I do too. So pick that game for me. What I, I'm I have the Jags checked here right now. Talk me out. Really? Of it. All right, I'll talk you out of it. I don't know how the Jags are going to count. They they've got a decent pass rush this year, which is good, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop 
that offensive line. I, I don't think they have the run stoppers to shut down DeMarco Murray for a full game. And if they do that and the Cowboys go two tights, I think if Whedon plays, I think the, I think Garrett and the staff, they're going to rein it in. He's not going to be trying to get the ball out, and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to get the ball outside. He can go to his tight ends, Witten and Escobar, and I think they can beat him with a completely more conservative approach. If They lost the game to the Cardinals because of those picks outside. If you play Escobar and Witten on the field at the same time, go two tights and just run it down them, and when they start playing run – just hit both tights. And Gavin Escobar, friend of the show now, right? That's right, yes. yes. He's paid us a visit here via the telephone. But I think Romo's going to play anyway, so I think this is going to be a moot point. But I, I think even if Romo plays, they may go conservative anyway. I don't think yep. they're going to want to ask Tony Romo to do a whole lot if they don't have to. This may be a Des Bryant three-catch, 52-yard yep. day is what I'm saying. Hmm. I Well, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about them trying to grind DeMarco a little bit more there. I just have a I, – I keep – it's a recurring one, and he's let me down – more often than not, but Blake Bortles, I know that he's turning the ball over a ton, but I feel like when you watch him play, I feel like he's just missing on a couple of plays there. Early in the game last week, he barely overthrows what should have been a touchdown pass, and then the whole game plays out differently, of course, if if he hits that strike. Drew Statton, anything to, to weigh in here? Jamarcus Russell barely misses intended targets a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of rage. Well, see, sometimes the heart comes yeah, through, even yeah. for guys who like the numbers. Um, I'm going to take the Steelers at the Jets, but if you just assume, well, they're 1-8, and eight, and therefore the Steelers should make quick work of this team. For uh, Two things. First of all, Mike Vick makes the team a, a, a different uh, proposition than, than Geno Smith does. And two, you know, everybody Dave, in – What? Stop. I'm taking the Steelers. Just stop. You don't need to try and make it sound like you might potentially think the Jets can win the game. Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw seven, maybe oh, eight, maybe I, twelve touchdowns. Let me in jump this in game. front of if Drew he could do Statton six here. Before. Drew Statton's falling all over himself to to throw this out here. Let me just tell you something. Mike Tomlin's kryptonite since he got to Pittsburgh is beating teams that have an under five hundred record at the time of the game, especially on the road. He's lost eight of those. He's lost eight games in what's a relatively short amount of time going on the road. This is They lose to the Raiders. When, when Mike Tomlin's Steelers play the Raiders, who have never been good when Mike Tomlin's there, they always leave. Okay, Elliot's going to take off there. He's weighed in on Romo and Whedon and the rest, so he's going to go do some NFL now. Make sure you track down his work I love there. the Steelers-Jets uni matchup. I just said it's Oh, that is it's a nice good one. one. The white Both jersey. ways. Both ways. Yeah, but they'll wear the white jerseys up in the Meadowlands, and the uh, Jets will wear the home green. That is a, a handsome one. Although, bittersweet for any longtime Steelers fan because they will remember that in the last season of Shea Stadium, it was the last game Terry Bradshaw ever threw a pro pass. He blew out his elbow in that game. And uh, I watched it too, and it made me sad. And that was the end of it. Um, All right. So my point on the Steelers is this. Mike Tomlin struggles historically against lesser foes on the road for whatever weird reason. The other thing is everybody's talking about why the Steelers have been able to turn it around these last few weeks. The offensive line has improved. They're using some of the younger guys. The secondary receivers have really emerged now, all valid. But the real key is that they're getting turnovers. This is something – it is such a luxury that for the last three years, something that that Steelers defense has not done – and you watch their big seasonal turnaround was that in the Texans game, that 
three or five minute stretch there at the end of the first half. And ever since then, they're getting a couple of turnovers that just swing the game. And if those dry up, then so do so too does this mighty impregnable Steeler team. I mean, well, isn't it isn't it lucky you're playing against Michael Vick or Geno Smith? Then I suppose. Yeah. I'm taking the jet. I'm taking the Steelers. I, I, I just I don't think we need to spend any more time on right. this game. I'm taking the Ravens at home against the Titans. I'm taking the Bills over Chiefs, Lions over Dolphins, Broncos over Raiders. Sorry, Drew Stanton. Mm. Gonna take the Cardinals at home against the Rams, but I don't think that's a gimme. The Seahawks over the Giants. That is a gimme. The Packers at home against the Bears, and I'll take the Eagles over the Panthers. There's all your picks for you. And uh, anything you want to throw out here, just just freeform it now. Improv it there, Drew Stanton. I just want Canton Football Baby be bought because I would love for him to fall on the Raiders. He's pure. I, I just want to know whether like, it, seem, it seems unfair that we're picking these games not knowing what Football Baby is because it kind of renders anything I do point, entirely pointless. I, I understand that, but for your own, you know, I guess, all right, I may as well just tell you, it's really just to give you a little sense of dignity. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? What's the point? What, right. what's, what's the point of anybody who talks or writes or whatever about football for a living well, I mean, with football baby. You have a right. football baby. Basically, here's what NFL Network, what NFL media could be, just running right. his picks on a loop. I've what received, else needs to be said? I've received four resignation letters this week. Is that the right? The entire around the NFL oh. group is, is planning on leaving. Yeah. Leave, not just leaving the NFL, but leaving football entirely. I hear the co- on the coaches' show, I hear mm-hmm. uh, Mooch and, uh, and Brian Billick both also. Same sort of uh, conundrum. Where do we go from here? What's right. our role? Well, it's, tough, it's tough to motivate your team when football baby right. falls the other way. You might, yeah. Why show up? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, that's. I think that the Chargers got wind of it, and that was you know by the end of the first half, that was mm-hmm. kind of the right. like. Why did we? That's have to actually get on, this on plane? their Microsoft tablets on the sideline. They weren't looking at plays. They were looking. Hey, did you yeah. see football baby picked against us? Uh, let's make some. It. Let's make some lemonade out of this lemon right. and see at least who football baby took in the Sunday night game, the yeah. Ravens, and then they, or Ooh, the Steelers, yeah. and the, so at least they could have a, a meaningful conversation yes. on the flight yeah. back, you know, like or like yeah, we can play cards. We don't have to watch the game on right. our TV because yeah. we point. know, how we know. the final is going to be. Yeah. All right, so listen. Give us your stats there, Drew Stats. Oh, we're going, we're going stats of the week? We're going stats of the week. Are you leaving, Wait, handsome? I have to go as well. I'm oh. really sorry because I, I do love your stats, Drew. But, yeah, um, okay. Fairly well, to, I don't want you to be upset like you were with Black Tie when you arrived here. I would like to – what I'll do, here's what I'll do. I promise I'll listen to the podcast, then I'll still hear your stats. I just won't hear them live. Okay. That's fair. Sound fair? I'd like to hear more attitude being shot back. Well, out. I mean, I would like for Hank to call me back when I call him to ask when we're taping the podcast during the week. But you know, I there can't it is. That's a bad statitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best. Hank to does add. a great motorcycle sound. Thank effect. you. I've been practicing since I was three. <laughs> um, so there goes Handsome. We wish his Dolphins the best. Would be intriguing to see them in the mix. Um, just like they were last year, right up to the end of the season with a shot. It is weird. To, I, I'm not a parody guy. I don't like parody. I like top-heavy leagues. I think it makes for more compelling stuff once you get into the postseason. I don't like the sense of coin flips, you know, that basically every game comes down to a coin flip. Um, but anyway, all right, so we'll see with that. That's that's one of the more intriguing ones. And if the, if the Lions win it, I keep saying it, and I want it repeat. I'm going to keep repeating it because – I'm sticking my neck out. I think the Seahawks are not going to the playoffs, and the Lions are a big reason why. If the Lions keep this role going, mm-hmm. that takes one extra playoff spot away from the Seahawks. So you think the, the Packers and the Lions both both get in the north? Yes. And then 
what then it one comes in the down, West? Then it comes down to some mix of can the Cowboys hang in there um, the rest of the way? That's a question mark. And then the other question is, can the Niners turn it on? You're essentially picking the Cowboys over the Seahawks for that second wild card spot. Pretty much, yeah. Is, that, have, a, is that a wise move? Is that really? They a, have the head to head against them, so right there, they're in better shape. And I keep saying it, they can give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, you know, and he and he's going to run hard to some degree. But I'm telling you, that offense is so one dimensional. I'll tell you this about football, though: football is not the sport where you go at eighty percent. You're going to get hurt if you do that. So I don't think Marshawn Lynch is out there not giving his full 110% because he's like, eh, I'm not going to be here next year. I just think he, it's I, it's not professional integrity. Especially at that position. <laughs> I, I know he runs hard, but I just I, – listen, we know that he can be petulant, and I think that somebody or some people who have his best interests in mind, there there's an argument if you quit on the season, then who's going to want to sign you? But on the other hand, listen, you run hard. Save yourself, you know, push for a backfield by committee. I don't know if that's going to be. I do know that it's not like Percy Harvin's the only absence from that team. They also lack Golden Tate. They don't have a Golden Tate, who somebody don't have argue a wide receiver. might be a top 10 wide receiver this season. I mean, yeah. Doug Baldwin is very nice, but he's their best wide receiver, their best pass catcher. Yep. I mean, they don't even have a tight end. Some teams have, well, you know, I don't love those receivers in, in New Orleans outside of, well, they have Jimmy Graham to make up for that. Same thing with New England. Who? It Really, it's Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson running around. That's your best. He completed fewer than 50% of his balls against the Oakland Raiders last week. Eek. All right. Yeah. Lay them on us. Stats of the week. Well, I'm going to go football baby and just tell the Raiders don't show up. Okay. Focus Focus that's on week fair. Focus on week 13. You're playing <laughs> the Rams. That's your, next, that's your next shot at a win. Just don't even look at film on the Chiefs, on the Chargers. Just forget about it. Manning is 6-0 on the road against the AFC West with the Broncos. He's 4-0 against the Raiders. He's never lost to a team that was 0-3 or worse. He's 8-0. He's 6-1 after a loss with the Broncos. I mean, just take this one off. All right. Rush your player. Matt McGloin, man, warm up your arm. Uh, (laughs) There's only two teams uh, in the NFL that don't have a rushing play of 20 yards from a running back this season. Who you got? How many? There's only two. Don't have a play, a rushing play of twenty yards by a running back. I feel like Darren McFadden must have done that at some point in the one good game he had. He had one good game earlier this year. No, wait. There's a team, two teams. Two teams. Black Tie Man, go ahead and jump in. I'll say yeah, one is. I'll it. say. I'll say one is the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. That's that's not right. I'm not. Oh. But I'm gonna go with. Um, Stephen Ridley has a 43 yard run this year. Oof, this is a tough one. The Bucks, maybe no. I think Rainey is busted few big ones that's a pretty good call though and i would imagine ryan oh no we know uh um uh let's see let us know what it is definitely not the same we got uh it's a carolina panthers is one no you were you were right when you were going mcfadden earlier and you know he he deceived you he flattered to deceive i think is what (laughs) oh well and then denard uh shoelace would have gotten one for the jags so yeah so so yeah mcfadden's longest is 17 yards their longest run this year is by Derek carr 41 yarder and Matt Forte with Chicago Bears has a 19-yard run. Oh, the no, really? Jay Cutler got a 25-yarder. Forte's been a nice stats machine uh, in spite of that. That's interesting. There are some other ones. I was so I was, I was sure it was going to be the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Bishop Sankey, I suppose. 
Yeah, I, I wish I could just spout off what his longest run is, but you know I'm not EH. Probably Sankey. Um, all right, fellas, you got a, you got another one there for us, uh, uh, Sure, and, and I'll even bring in your Steelers into this. I thought it was kind of impressive that the Bills and the Chiefs are meeting for the seventh straight year this year. What? It is a strange thing how the schedule breaks that way. There are certain games that teams play. And, and so, and next week the Titans and the Steelers will play for the seventh straight year. Wow. Which is just kind of weird. And so I thought, you know, that must be. Like who could? What non-divisional teams could possibly have played longer than that? That that must be the longest. The schedule makers uh, have a have a long-lasting affection, I guess, for the old Houston Oilers, Pittsburgh Steelers rivalry, because that is who the Tennessee Titans used to be, and they even wear the same colors. Well, the the seven isn't even in the top five of the longest streaks since 1970. The longest from 1981 to 1992. The Saints and the Bucks matched up 12 straight years. Wow, what a weirdness. Yeah, and then you had, obviously, the Colts-Patriots with Was that with, to try and build that market, I'm guessing? Was that Or to try and build pro football in that neck of the woods? New Orleans, I mean, uh, perhaps. SEC country, Tampa? I don't know. You know, and, you know, also, obviously, with the, you know, with the way the standings, where they fall in the standings and, you know, and all that. But, you know, then 10 years in a row, we had uh, Colts-Patriots, uh, Packers-Rams 10 years in a row from 88 to 97, and Steelers-Chargers 10 years in a row from 87 to 96. How very odd. I'll throw this stat at you and that you already know, but it seems other people do not know. You know, this thing about stats, I'm going to come back to Roethlisberger. People have been dropping me a line saying, you're crazy, you're such a homer to say Ben Roethlisberger belongs in the Hall of Fame. You know, the swagger and the big wins and all that stuff are the reason he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. It's a gut call you know Mm -hmm. I really think when the voters sit down to do it they're gonna be like yeah Ben Rothschild when I think of him yeah he's a hall of famer but beyond that if you need the numbers he's going to retire comfortably in the top 20 in total yards and in touchdown passes by the time he's finished so rest easy everybody who thinks Roethlisberger isn't or you're loco if you think he isn't because you're on the wrong side of history on that that reminds me I was on with our pal Ross Tucker and um, be, be on the lookout for the Ross Tucker podcast. Terrific stuff. As always, Greg Cosell was on there. So was I, like I say. We talked a little football baby, some uniforms, some other hooey and applesauce. Always great to talk with uh, Ross Tucker. Track down his podcast. And Black Tie, I want to return the favor. We like to do our home and home series when we talk to Ross. Let's get him for next week, next Monday, and, uh, and, and kibitz about this, that, and the other on the other side of week 10, shall we? Yes, we shall. Can we wrap the show right now? We can wrap it right now. And be on the lookout. My parting words are these, people. The football baby will be up for your perusal. Maybe it already is. NFL.com. Just search for football baby. Um, The Sheck Report was a good one this week, so look that one up. And Drew Statton, great work out of you. Christensen, Drew. That's it. That's how you follow you. Thanks for having me back, guys. Especially you, Black Tie. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we can squash this beef. No, it was it was a cuss cutting move, you know. I had to sign him back for a ten day contract, I gotcha. and because uh, Shaq wanted to bring a stat by himself onto the show, and it was wrong, and I was like, oh no, we need yeah. the pro back in here. Yeah, I got you. We, you know? what a hero Black Tie was in this case. <laughs> um, <laughs> he really he really pulled this one out for you. All right, so listen, that's the end of that. We'll call it quits. We'll be back after week ten to review the action and look forward to week eleven. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 